Women Who Launch and Lead, the podcast for women ready to change the world by women who are changing the world. Listen in each week on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Breaker, or Stitcher as we connect with women making it happen in life, business, and career. Relate to their struggles, learn their strategies, and celebrate their successes. Then show your love by subscribing and leaving a review. Now, here's your host, Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon, and we're here today for another episode of Women Who Launch and Lead. And today we have with us Karime Randolph-Griffin, who is the owner and founder of Delu Cosmetics. We're excited to have you here with us today. It's so wonderful to be here, Sharita. Thank you so much for inviting me to be one of your guests. Such an honor. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm sure our listeners are going to get quite a bit from our conversation today. And you know, just hearing about your work in the beauty industry and uh, what your journey has been and how you've grown through that journey. So to get started, please share with our listeners about who you are, what you do, and how you're impacting the world. Yes, so I am first and foremost a daughter of God, and I have gone through quite a journey to discover that. That's huge part of my testimony and part of a huge part of what I do within my business as well. I am a wife. I am a mother. (laughs) I was born in Colombia and South America. So I've got um, Latina blood. (laughs) Um, And what I do is I am owner and founder of Dulu Cosmetics, which is the cosmetics company that you were talking about. Um, It is an online store. So, um, My clients are able to go in directly and look at the products and select from there. And I will ship it all anywhere throughout the United States. Um, I also enjoy doing classes and teaching um, young women on how to enhance their natural beauty. So I'm more focused on enhancing the beauty that women already have versus trying to change, you know, what they look like to some ideal image or standard. So I love to do it specifically for younger girls. Um, So I'm combining my business of cosmetics and makeup artistry and actually formed it into a ministry really in just looking forward to continually impacting specifically young girls. That's really powerful. Um, I think especially with focusing on uh, younger girls and helping them to understand that they already are beautiful yeah. and the makeup is, is just to enhance that, not yeah. to kind of create a different person or persona that, you know, they're enough just the way they are. <laughs> yeah. And let's just use makeup, you know, as an accent yeah. versus as a mask. So oh I think that is extremely powerful work that you're doing. So how did you get started on this path? Yeah, so I've always, I'm, so as a little girl, I loved art. I love specifically painting. I would love to paint trees, fruits, just 
a lot of just still life. I would get inspired and I can do it for hours. So got, you know, from the very beginning, that was in my heart. I never was someone who was passionate about makeup, you know, until later on, um, actually working through, um, at a dental office <laughs> as a dental hygienist, because I did um, go to school for dental hygiene as well. And one of the doctors that I worked with was doing, um, she invited a couple of us to, if we wanted to take a course on makeup, so we can do makeup on patients that were doing cosmetic veneers. So, mm -hmm. so they can take before and after pictures and something in me was like, I want to do it. I want to get certified and mm -hmm. be able to help with that. And, that was the very beginning of me being introduced to the art of makeup and that partnered with the passion of art as a little girl. It just did something to me and really just, I feel like it just aligned what I feel like I was supposed to do. But I will tell you that at the very beginning, however, I feel that it was used in not a positive way. So I got started that way but I was using it in a way that was actually not the way that it was intended, which I can go into that later. Well, go, go ahead. What, what do you mean by that? Okay. Well, all right. So I do want to start with saying that for me personally, as a little girl too, I went through experiences where people have said some things that haven't been really nice. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of people will go through that. And being as someone who is my one of my stronger love languages is words of affirmation. So certain words, whether it was saying in a jokingly way or they were serious, but it re I really took it to heart. Let me give you an example. I was a little girl. Uh, I must have been maybe like four or five ish. And one of my dad's friends who I used to play with their daughters and, you know, several times he would just tell me that my eyes were like frog eyes or, you know, I remember us going to McDonald's and there's little Corvettes that the lights, the headlights would go open up and be like, Oh look, there's Karim's eyes. And he would just crack up, you know, and everyone would laugh. And I'm like, just like, well, what's wrong with eyes? You know, as a little right. girl, I was young. So, you know, that kind of stuck with me um, being called, you know, dumb, you know, by adult men too, as I'm walking, I would walk with my head down. I was very insecure. Um, just lack a lot of self-esteem and confidence. And so, you know, being called dumb, you know, my ex-husband, Jolly Green Giant, you know, it's like I'm used to dating smaller girls and you're like Jolly Green Giant, you know? And, and so, and I think he was just joking, but those things added into mm -hmm. my insecurity and I just kind of held on to them. And so when I learned, but when I learned, you know, how to do makeup, I, I was basically using it, well, how can I make my eyes look smaller? Mm. Or how can I change the way that I look so that people will accept me or think, oh, she's, you know, thinking, you know, just physically, just be more drawn to me in the physical mm. kind of way. So, but a lot of the words and the power of words that actually led to not just, you know, there was that image in my, you know, my face type of image, but even it led to, for example, the Jolly Green Giant, you know, look, you know, I did occasional purging and mm. just trying to fit some ideal image just so that I would be more attractive to those people that I was trying to impress. Yes, yes. So that's similar to what I was saying earlier about using the makeup as a mask, 
rather than just to accent your natural God-given beauty that all of us have. (laughs) I use it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like if I was at home, someone was coming over, I was doing, I was putting my makeup just so that they wouldn't see me without it. Right. And think, oh, or, you know, it was just in my brain, in my mind, it was so, I perceived myself in such a, just, it was such low self-esteem that I didn't want, like, I thought that by hiding and pretending and that I would be accepted. So yeah. even at night, go to sleep with makeup a lot of times uh-huh. just to not wake up. You right. know, it. it was it was definitely exaggerated, but it was very real and it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. So when you got started with doing the makeup um, and you were having this challenge with how you were personally using makeup, was that before you started your business? Well, I had attempted my business before. Mm-hmm. So I had tried, there was a reality show that, you know, there was a group of people that were, there was an opportunity to possibly be a part of a reality show that was looking to launch. It hadn't launched yet, but I was invited to be, because I had already been promoting myself as a makeup artist. Once I learned at the dental office, I kind of took it and wanted to do weddings and just do other things and mm-hmm. would do it on the weekends or this, on the side. Um, so with this reality show, I thought, wow, what an awesome opportunity to be able to, to even you know, first to be on it, to have exposure. But then I thought, well, if there is something that I could do that I really, you know, would like to do, what would that be just to take it a step further? And the idea of starting my own cosmetics line and bringing the viewers to a part of the journey to see what Mm -hmm. it looks like to start it as I'm learning myself, what does that look like? That's where the idea initially came from. Now the show never launched, but that stood with me as something that I would at some point when that door opens, love to be a part of and to, to do. Okay. So once you, you had that idea in your head about starting your own cosmetics line, what, like, what did you do? What action did you take to actually make that happen? Okay. So I started, so even though it didn't launch, um, I still was thinking, okay, well, let me start, you know, trying to learn what it looks like to start, you know, even with the logo, I was like, okay, what would the logo look like? And I actually got stopped at the logo. I couldn't go further because I couldn't figure out what that was. So I didn't move forward and I just kept on doing the makeup application and left it as a, that will be great if someday I can do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how did you get to, or at what point did you get to, I'm ready to start this line? And- wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I actually, okay. So what I realized is that that was for me, but it wasn't the right time. So God was wanting to actually use what I was doing for his glory. So he exposed me to some issues that I had in regards to identity and beauty. And he wanted to take me by the hand and heal me in that prior mm-hmm. to opening that door. So I did go on to a journey. I, I attended a ministry school called Bethel Atlanta 
in Georgia. So it was a three-year journey where the first year its focus was really all about identity. Mm -hmm. You know, so I discovered, you know, within that time period that there's some things that happened in my past that shattered me, you know, so even just more in the physical, but in the realms of identity and who I am as a woman of God, I had been shattered. So he mm -hmm. was healing me and, you know, restoring me. So that was really the, the point of me, you know, one of the self-image issues that was brought up to light. The other one was an invitation to a 30-day fast, and it was one of a few. Mm -hmm. That was the hardest thing for me to do, Sharita. A 30-day mm -hmm. fast of no makeup? Like, wow. I, yeah, <laughs> I wore, like, a, like I mentioned before, I wore makeup all the time. I wore it to sleep. If there was someone that I knew that I was going to meet was coming over, I was going out, I wore it. And it was just what I ended up attaching to as my identity. Like, I was the way that I looked. So to stand there, to do that, and to be bare and naked, and I was embarrassed. Like, I went to work that way. I was embarrassed. I was completely, like, people never saw me that way. They never knew who, you know, what I truly looked like because it was always covered up. So I tried to negotiate. I said, guy, can I just, can I put some eyebrows on? Let's just, let's just put some eyebrows on. Like, let's just do that, you know? And, and so the first month, for the most part, I think I've, you know, penciled in a little bit of eyebrow, you know, I try to kind of, kind of work my way through it, but it did a lot for me, like within that month, even just like staring in the mirror and looking at myself and going, you know, just going through the stages of feeling almost repulsive, mm -hmm. you know, to like towards the end of it being like, you know, it's not that, I'm not that bad. <laughs> and one of the things that God showed me even during that time um, was one of my patients, you know, as I'm going to work completely embarrassed because I'm completely like bare, you know, she looked up and she was like, you have such beautiful eyes. You know, one thing that I was really insecure of, so right. she complimented my eyes and I was like, God, that's you. It's like, I know that's you. And, you know, it did something to my heart. And then I just realized too, you know, that's one thing, but then two, having requests to be seen by multiple people, can you be my hygienist next time? So it's like, I'm more than what I look like. Like right now I'm feeling like <laughs> I'm just a sad case, but um, I'm, you know, that request came from who I am as a person, like the love that I gave them, the attention to detail, you know, everything that went on with that appointment. And then those are the things that matter, you know, right. like I love, I enjoy my smile. I'm mm -hmm. like my eyes, you know, I've got one that's smaller than the other and that's beautiful. That's okay. You know, and, and so <laughs> Just certain things where I can appreciate, you know, the physical aspect, but then there's just so much more even past that, that mm -hmm. God has showed me since then. It's kind of how I got, you know, how I got started and part of the healing journey for me. Yes, yes, that's really powerful. I think I want to dig a little more into the entrepreneurial journey. Okay. Um, so, you know, as a business owner and you know, one who works a nine to five in addition to owning a business, what is one of the major challenges you faced um, as an entrepreneur? So marketing and things that have to do with the store, biz, you know, business, as someone who loves art, that's just more of my forte. 
That's my passion. But the business aspect has been an area that I've been very challenged with. But my husband, who loves, you know, business and knows about, you know, marketing and, and computer, you know, things that go with detail with business has been a huge blessing for me as far as being able to help expose Deleu to other people besides my immediate friends. Mm -hmm. But that's a huge challenge for me because it's not, to be honest with you, it's not an area that I'm frankly, you know, passionate about, mm -hmm. you know, web, mm -hmm. web design, you know, web stuff. And so I'm more about the art part of it. So that's been a blessing for him to help me and for to learn because I need to, I need to know this to, right. be able to, to run the business. So that's one of the things. That's really good. Um, I think what I would like our listeners to pull from that is, you know, there's, you have this component of your business that is, you know, passion or purpose aligned and that that's where you flow. That's where you're energized. That's where you get your fulfillment from. But if it's a business, you still have to run a business. Yeah. And what's required on that end may not be something that you're skilled at or even want to get skilled at. But that doesn't mean you can just ignore it <laughs> or avoid it. It still needs to be taken care of. So if you're not going to do it or can't do it, then you have to get someone else to do it for you. Now, it's great if that someone else is someone who is skilled and you don't have to pay, but if you have to pay somebody to do it, <laughs> then pay somebody to do it because your business will not grow. You will not be able to have the impact that you can have in the world if you let the requirements of running a business you know, keep you from really bringing the vision that you have for your business to full manifestation. So um, I'm glad that you actually mentioned that because I know a lot of creatives deal with that. They just want to create. <laughs> they don't want to have to go live. They don't want to have to, you know, do all of these posts outside of just showing their work. They don't want to have to, you know, do sales calls or ask for the sale. They don't want to have to do accounting, <laughs> just oh, all yeah. of that. But unless you just want to do it as a hobby, those things are required to actually grow and mm -hmm. be successful, make a profit because that's you're in business to make yeah. money. Otherwise you can just do it as a hobby. Um, and to ultimately have the impact that you really want to have on people. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Because you do work and have a business and you're a mommy and a wife, let's talk about how you find and maintain balance in your life. <laughs> well, an added, okay, so I'm a mommy, but I've also got one in the oven, so to speak. I've got one who's should be born in the next yeah, two months. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, the well, to add on to the challenges, I think that, you know, a big challenge has been exhaustion that I've also kind of battled with, especially towards the beginning of the pregnancy. Um, but as far as finding, you know, balancing, I think that, you know, if you know that it's something that you are supposed to be doing, 
and God has called you and you're passionate about. And so it's like trying to schedule it in, um, even if it's, uh, you know, just setting goals and saying, okay, like twice, you know, an hour each day, or if you don't have an hour each day, you know, an hour, a couple of times a week, I'm going to dedicate time towards the business, whether it is even marketing or, you, you know, doing something, emailing contacts or, um, I think you just have to make it a priority because it's so easy to, you know, when you have so so much going on to neglect it really, but I can't neglect it. So it's just scheduling it and, and making sure that you write it down and get it done, check it off. Now, what about self-care? What's one of your favorite self-care strategies? Self-care, I think that, you know, although I'm not a licensed esthetician, I'm not a licensed esthetician. I'm certified in makeup artistry. I have my business, but I think that it's very important to take care of your skin, drink lots of water, uh, moisturize, cleanse it um, regularly so that you can have healthy skin. So I think makeup does look best on healthy skin. Mm -hmm. So I think that taking care of your skin and your body as a whole is going to help you not only feel great, you know, as you're hydrating your body, but it's going to show through your face, through your pores. Now, where do you see your business five years from now? Oh my goodness. I would love, and, and I, and I, this is something that my next to work on is really looking for investment opportunity and having my own building that has like, for example, like a Mac store, you know, having the, my own line within the front storefront of the business. But I also want the business to have classroom, like a classroom so that I can have opportunity to share and to have classes to teach women on how to enhance their natural beauty. Um, it's good for ministering opportunities as well uh, for these young girls. So I want something that has enough space for the storefront, but also classroom to be able to be a blessing to the young girls or women. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Now we're going to move to our segment called Wordplay. And I'm going to share two words with you. And I want you to just share what those words mean to you or how you define them. So the first word is beauty. Hmm. So when you say beauty, immediately I think true beauty. Like what is true beauty? And I think of Esther, you know, someone who was courageous, like someone who's courageous, has wisdom, who, you know, in the wisdom, she, there's proper planning. And when you, you know, think about her story, I don't, I don't know that everyone knows her story, but not to get into it. I think most people would probably know her story from Esther in the Bible, but like she was someone who the king selected specifically, not just because of her beauty, but because of who she was as a person. So I think that, you know, to carry love inside of you, that's beautiful. It's like when you have love and genuine, I mean, that will just shine through your smile. It can bring someone who's sad, you know, give them a ray of light, ray of hope. I think that even, you know, our personalities, if we have a quirky personality, the things that make, you know, we think are funny, you know, that someone else doesn't think is funny. I mean, just our uniqueness, individual, is beautiful. And when you know that, and you're not comparing yourself, you know, to someone else, because that can be destructive, but mm -hmm. really embracing who you are and how, how God created you individually and uniquely, 
and you know that it's beautiful. Mm. Yes, yes. Now the second word is authentic. Mm. Authentic. So, man, and that's such a powerful word because as someone who constantly was trying to look like someone else or be someone else. And, and first of all, when you can take away, you know, those words, you know, the lies that you're hearing that you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, you know, it's like, and you can like get them, you know, get them out of your mind, not replay them, forgive those people who've like hurt you. I think that's such a huge thing is like forgiving and releasing and then really connecting authentic, like who you are as a person, how you were made um, then you have freedom. Like you can fully just walk free and really walk in your destiny. You're not like, you just, you take chains off, you know, mm -hmm. from your life and you just live with purpose. I think just truly as you, like there's no one that is like you and then just yeah. be you because you were made to be basically to, for certain people to, you know, connect with you, to you to connect with certain people and just really, be a light to them. That's a powerful reflection on authentic, the word authentic. Thank you. Now, I know that you have something special for one of our listeners. Yes. Uh, what is that? <laughs> ah, yes. So my giveaway is going to be a lipstick of their choice. They can choose just a regular cream lipstick, a lip gloss, or I have liquid matte lips, you know, just whatever lip product that they like by going through my website. Um, I also want to give away a blush. So it's a lipstick and blush and then a makeup accessory bag. So they'll get three gifts. Awesome. Uh, now, ladies who are tuning in, we're going to have the details on how you can become eligible for that giveaway in the show notes. So make sure you check those out so you can find out what is required for you to get your name thrown into the hat <laughs> for the drawing. <laughs> now, how can our listeners find you online and you know either disconnect with you or follow your journey? So you can find me on Facebook, Delu Cosmetics. So that's D-L-U and then Cosmetics with an S. Um, as well as Instagram at Delu Cosmetics. And the store is at delucosmetics.com. Mm -hmm. That is great. So Karime, we are so grateful that you spent some time with us today to share about your journey, um, the experiences, you know, that led you to this particular passion um, and, you know, just how your business is taking form and where you see it five years from now is really awesome. I think that our listeners will be able to draw quite a few lessons from our conversation today. So I just want to thank you for joining us. Oh, such an honor. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for Women Who Launch and Lead with Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave your positive review so we can continue to bring you impactful and powerful content. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Coach Sharita. Learn more about how you can work with Dr. Sharita at sharitaweatherspoon.com. As always, learn, launch, lead.